Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a saner, songwriter, podcaster, relationship coach, and rehabilitation counselor. I'm also a Christian who for years grew up in a church that taught me to fear God instead of love God. For years, I felt betrayed by God and felt like God didn't love me because I wasn't perfect and because I didn't do the right thing all of the time. It wasn't until I began to read and study the Bible on my own that I realized that, yes, there is nothing I can ever do to be perfect. I will never be able to win God's approval. But the great thing about it is that I didn't have to because God loves me the way I am and God is here to help me through any and everything that I go through. It wasn't until I realized that God was there for me and that what I had been taught about God my whole life was a lie that I began to understand who God really was. It wasn't until I began to lose my religion and focus on God that I understood who God was and his amazing love for me and how much he loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different journey and a different path to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding God. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, we have another amazing guest. His name is Matt Barker. And the thing that I found so intriguing about this interview with Matt is that he did not become a rapper until later on in life. In his very own words, he said he wasn't listening to rap. He hadn't thought about rap for the most part, but he decided to become a rapper. And in order for you to see how all of that played out and how it came together, you're going to have to hear this amazing interview that I did with Matt Barker. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Matt Barker. Hello, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am doing great. I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I am really excited to talk to people who are into music and musicians and to hear how they found God because I am into music too. I write songs. And so I just think that when people have that connection of music, it's just something different because I think musicians see things differently and we process the world in a whole different light. So I'm always excited to talk to fellow musicians and hear their amazing stories about how they found God. So I have a couple questions that I usually ask everyone. I'm going to start off with my very first question. What was your childhood like? Um, I had a wonderful childhood. Uh, pretty much grew up at church, like not in church. We grew up at church. My uh, my father was the uh, worship leader. My mom played the piano. My older brother played the drums. Uh, they taught the youth. So we were there sometimes five, six days a week. So uh, big family. I had uh, two older brothers, two younger sisters. I'm in the middle, um, really close knit. Uh, yeah, it was it's wonderful. That is amazing. So your whole family grew up with pretty much music all around, huh? I'm the only one in my family that can't play an instrument. <laughs> Every one of them can. My mom could play everything. I mean, everything. Really? 
Mm-hmm. Wow. So when you guys were younger, did you get like music lessons or did you just um, pick it up? No, she taught herself. She was, you know, stay at home mom and uh, my dad worked all the time. And uh, one day she got bored and she went to the uh, preacher's wife and asked her to teach her to play the piano. So she learned the piano. And after that, she learned a million other things, drum, violin, harmonicas, all this stuff. And then so my brother wanted to learn. So she taught him piano. Then my sister learned you know, the drums, piano, my other, my brother learned the drums as well. Just, uh, my mom learned the guitar. So then my other brother learned the guitar. They tried to set me down to learn the piano. I just never had the patience. (laughs) I couldn't sit still, but I did, you know, she put me in voice lessons and stuff. So that was great. Yeah. And from what I understand, your voice is also an instrument. So I guess you can play an instrument. So that all worked out for you. Oh yeah. So what was something that you learned about God as a kid that really meant something to you? Because I know a lot of times I also grew up in the church and I was in choirs and all kind of stuff. And sometimes when you grow up in church, it's like you hear a lot of things. But what was the one thing that resonated with you, even as a child, to let you know that God cared about you and that he loved you? Hey, as a child, uh, you, you you know you had that childlike faith that blind faith where you know you had heard the stories you you know you read about them and uh so you believed it automatically and uh i you know, I, I i experienced i witnessed miracles i witnessed miracles in my life i prayed for things that happened and so even after my childhood you know it got a little rough in the middle of my teenage years in my younger 20s i kind of went away um but i always had that remembrance that you know god is real i saw it you know with i experienced i prayed for it it happened so uh that stuck with me you know I think just part of what brought me back to God as a as an adult. So tell me about the child your adolescence because you mentioned that you went away. So I guess my question is, at what point did you leave and stray away, and what made that happen? And then talk about in between and what kind of brought you back to God. All right, so I want to say probably beginning of high school, around my freshman year. You know, my parents kind of fell out of the church. Uh, they were having a lot of problems with, you know, between the, their relationship and uh, definitely relationships with the church. Uh, just uh, so they stopped going to church. Uh, me and my sister, we kept going for a little bit. You know, we'd walk to close churches in our neighborhood for a while. Uh, then we once we moved out, you know, my parents completely split. We moved away. Uh, there was really no parental supervision. You know, with both of them not being there, it means one of them has to be doing something. So we just started partying and drinking and, you know, just doing that. Living that life just, you know, really got away from the church for a long time. Um, I got married at a young age, you know, no God, no God in the middle of that relationship at all. So that relationship was pretty, you know, doomed to fail. Um, it did eventually. I hit rock bottom, uh, you know, got into a lot of other things in my life, drugs, alcohol, a lot of other, you know, different things. You know, I won't I won't paint too much of a picture, but it was pretty bad, like I said. But uh, graciously, God let me hit rock bottom. Um after my divorce, uh, I met a pastor. I was actually uh, playing volleyball. Um, my brother played volleyball in a church league, you know, and he didn't really go to the church. He just was there for the volleyball. <laughs> but uh, he invited me up there. They needed an extra guy. And so I went and uh, uh, the pastor and talked to me, you know, and for a while. Uh, had a I'll sit down conversation about an hour after volleyball one night. And I, you know, I didn't even realize that I was, you know, thirsting for God again. But uh, I guess he saw something and. He invited me back, and I started going on Wednesday nights. They had kind of a – wasn't a church service. It was more of a – they'd split into groups and more of a Bible study interaction. And, uh, yeah, just God really moved. He gave me some scriptures to read when I got home, uh, some Bible verses. And 
just really jumped in and delved in and something happened. Uh, and then all I could do was talk about God after that. I guess, I don't know. It was, it was definitely, you know, life changing. Sure. Cause I, I mean, it was, it went from crying on the floor in the bathroom to just waking up every morning and hitting the floor to my knees so I could pray and just happy every day. I mean, after that. That is amazing. And I think it's, Funny that you said your brother was just going there because he wanted to play volleyball. Like he had no interest for real in going to the church, but he wanted to go play volleyball. And I think that's awesome because so many times, you know, we try to get people to church under like false pretenses and all kind of things. But it seems like he just enjoyed the company. He just liked being there. He liked playing the sport. And that was the thing that brought him and he invited you to come. And it was not because he was being forced to or tricked into doing it. Which is something he enjoyed. And I kind of think that's how church should be. You know, when we do different things in the community, it should just be like, come have fun, you know, just join us and not so much like come and join the church. You know, right. I don't think it should be a quid pro pro where it's like, okay, you can come, you can do this with us, but then you have to join. It's just like, just come, no expectations, just hang out. And I find it seems that that is what happened with you guys. And I just find that to be so amazing. You came, you were hanging out, and that's what happened. That is awesome. So when you first started and you first came back to God and everything, was it difficult for you to try to get back into going to church? Or was it just something easy that was for you? It was easy for you to do again. Yeah, it was uh, extremely easy. It wasn't difficult at all. Um, it's once I once I got back into it, uh, it's kind of all that I wanted to do. <laughs> it it's it saved me, and so uh, and uh, I just craved more knowledge, more knowledge. Uh, I mean, I I delved into it so hard. Uh, whenever I, I'd finish reading one book, I'd ask my pastor, "What should I read next?" He's like, "Well, you know, check out Romans and blah blah." blah. And, you know, I'd write notes, and and it got to a point to where uh, I got I was such a connection with God. You know, uh, delved in all the time, twenty four seven, to where if there was a problem in my life or something came up, I would pray about it and I would just open my book, open my Bible, and it would just be right there. I mean, I wouldn't have to. Wow. It just, boom, there's the passage right there. Blah, blah, blah. I'd read it. I'd close my Bible. Thank God. It's, yeah, it was just, uh, it was craving for it. Like, it was like, it's like you, 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 someone told you to watch a show and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you've heard about it. And a lot of people watch this show. And then you finally watch the first episode and you're like, whoop, you're binging it. So that's how it was. <laughs> No, I totally understand that because my kids have been binging Grey's Anatomy the whole pandemic. So, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. So once you got involved in church, what was the thing that you liked the most about going to church? Um, Probably, you know, the people. You know, we're, we're not meant to do life alone, that's for sure. I mean, when God created us, you know, he saw that there was something missing. And that was that was the real companion, Adam's companion, Eve, you know, we're not meant to just be here alone with the animals or anything. And so that's one of the things that I love, you know, the church is the church is everywhere. You know, we're meant to be the church. It's not just a right. building, but, and I know a lot of people that are, you know, have been put off by certain church experiences, but, uh, but you, you find that church body and it's, it's something that helps you. I mean, I mean, the people, the interaction, the love it's, you know, that's what it's meant to be. It's not, you know, we don't necessarily have to be in a certain building and do this and do that and do these rituals, but it's, it's the interaction with, with your brothers and sisters. And, uh, you need that. You really do need that. And yeah, I, I mean, I loved it. I mean, 
whenever I think about, you know, I don't go to that church anymore. I moved since then. But every time I think about that church, I think about myself standing in the foyer and giving people hugs. And when you first get there and you're greeting and after church and this talking, I don't remember a lot of the messages, but I remember that. That is powerful. It seems like this church is a lot different from the one you kind of grew up in when you were saying how there were some things that happened in that church, whatever. This one seemed to be a lot different. And it seemed like your experience was different. So if you had to compare the two, and when I say compare the two, I'm not saying this one was bad, this one is good or anything like that. But like spiritually, like did you see yourself growing more in the second church rather than the first one? And do you think it had more to do with your maturity level than when you were in your, the first church when you were younger? Yeah, I definitely think it had, had to do with a few things. Um, I know the beginning church, whenever I was younger, uh, it was what really happened in the church was uh, the, our pastor retired, uh, just a man of God. I mean, uh, and then after that, there was kind of a, a battle between dividing parties. It, it got political. And so the church divided and there was just, it wasn't good. Um, so after that, you know, just, it took a long time for that church to recover. Uh, we we started going to a different church after that, but that church was, yeah, it was split. But uh, definitely growing up, I you know, I still, even though being at church that much, you know, with the maturity and I still don't believe I was taught a whole lot about the relationship. It was, you know, I knew stories and I knew you should do this and you should be good. And you, but I had a more of an understanding as a kid that you're going to work your way to heaven by being good. I didn't understand that relationship. You know, you find a relationship with God and, and with Jesus and he's going to let you know, you know, if you're, if you're messing up, he'll let you know. Um, so yeah, it's definitely different. Uh, whenever I came back to God, you know, there was, there was that relationship with Jesus as opposed to just knowing about him and knowing the stories. See, I'm glad you brought that out because I experienced the same thing. A lot of people that I've talked to have experienced the same thing. Like when we went to church when we were younger, relationship wasn't really taught to us. It was like, do this, do this, do that, don't do that. And it was about work. Just like, if you do this, you're going to go to hell. And if you do that, then you'll go to heaven or God's going to be mad at you and all this kind of stuff. And that's what you hear as a kid. And I don't know if maybe that's because we were children that we heard that, but I know a lot of people who are older who heard the same thing. So relationship is something regardless of what religion you're in. It doesn't seem to be taught a lot. And so you said at the second church, you learned more about the relationship with God. Now, when you learned about the relationship, was it something that you found from reading the Bible or was it presented to you in a different light where relationship was the main focus instead of the do's and the don'ts? Yeah, I guess it was, I don't know if it was necessarily presented in such a different light. It was presented more so, uh, the love was taught a lot, but it was, it was, uh, when you had questions, my pastor would, would tell you to go read, you know? I, I, what do you mean about this passion? Well, what do you mean? He's like, you know, go read this. And what do you think? What do you, and he'd question, what do I think about? It? What do you think? What do you, not just this, you know, storyline. Um, he wanted us to delve in, you know, he wanted us to get that relationship and he talked about it a lot, you know? Uh, and he also understood that the, the Bible is a living word. And what you get out of this passage at this time, five years ago, you read the same passage and you get something totally different and not either one of them are wrong. They're both right. And they're both meant for you at that point in your life. And so, I don't know. Yeah. That is amazing. Cause that is so true. It's like, you can read, a, like I read a verse the other day and I've been reading it forever, but then when I read it this time, it just seemed like it was something different. And like you said, it applied to what I was dealing with at that time. And I think sometimes as we get older, like our understanding of what we're reading 
gets better. But not even that. I just think that, like you said, it's the living word of God. So it is. it was put here to help us. So no matter where you are, at what point in your life, regardless of what you read, it is there to help you get through whatever you're dealing with. So yeah, that is very true. Now, while you're at this church, I know you're a musician and I know you do music. So how did that come into you going to church and doing all those things and did you play music before like was it just something you started once you got back into church and once you started to develop your relationship with God or were you doing music before then as well no actually um I started singing on the worship team for a little while uh, at this church and then um I got the call we got the call to move actually um we were in East Texas at that time going to that church out um I become a big part of the church. I was on the worship team. Um, the pastor would let me use the church van to go pick people up, uh, bring them to church. Um, people that I had met and invited and didn't have vehicles. I, cause I drove a cab at the time. So yeah. I, I had a lot of people to church, but I was driving a cab. So they obviously don't have a way to get to church unless they call a cab. So <laughs> yeah, my pastor let me use the van. And so, uh, we're, we're really heavily involved in the church, but, uh, my uh the my landlord who I was renting under you know he told me he was going to sell the house and so we're like all right so I start looking around in the area and for some reason I you know got the call to look also in in North Texas Dallas Fort Worth area you know my brother's up here and my wife really wanted to move up here my sister was up here as well but uh, I didn't have any desire to move away you know I was like I said involved in the church I loved it but uh, we started praying about it of course um and came up here and visited my brother and went to his church he plays the keyboard and uh amazing i mean the people the the message the worship the worship was fantastic and uh so we started going to our church during the day and then we'd stream that church at night and we prayed about it for a while probably three or four months and then we were like all right we're supposed to move up there so uh we moved up there uh wasn't involved in the worship team for a while you know because i'm at a new church yeah uh no, and actually, my music, uh, the rap, it started uh, shortly after I started a ministry, outreach ministry to feed the homeless in the Fort Worth area. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, how did that start? Because I write songs, I sing. I cannot rap. It's like I tried to, quote, unquote, practice my rapping, and my kids are like, that is just terrible. So rapping is difficult. Okay, so how did you start? Did you like rap before? Like, how did this happen? It just really came out of nowhere. Like I said, I say, so we when COVID hit, we started the ministry. We, you know, we started collecting uh, need any, anything that the, the homeless need. You know, food at first, and then uh, you know, Bibles and clothes and shoes and things like that. And so, I think it was a uh, out of obedience. You know, it was a few months after I started that that God was like, "All right, I'm gonna give you this," because I've like I've never had the desire to rap at all. Never had the ability ability to write music. I've had, never had a desire to write music. And no, I really didn't listen to rap since I was younger. Uh, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I listened to rap a lot. But after I had children, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not putting shade on the radio while we're driving down the street. So, yeah, no, I hadn't listened to a lot of rap in a long time. And uh, I listened to the Lecrae. Um, and one day I was at work and I popped in my head. I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to write a rap song. And uh, I went home that night and my mom called me on. And she's like, hey, what are you doing right now? I was like, um, well, I just prayed and I sat down to write a rap song. I think I'm supposed to write a rap song. She goes, oh, well, don't let me keep you. Write a rap song. <laughs> so I wrote a rap song that night and uh, it ended up being pretty good. I, I told my friend uh, Zach about it. A few days later, we're handing out food. He's uh, my friend I was 
I mentioned to you before that he had a, a recording studio and I didn't realize it. So we're handing out food and uh, a lady comes up out of nowhere and she walks up to me. She says, are you writing? And I was like, huh? She says, are you writing yet? I was like, yet? Um, I, yeah, I kind of wrote a rap like three days ago. She goes, no, she said, God sent me over here to tell you that you need to keep writing. You're supposed to be writing. Don't worry about anything else. He'll get it all out there. He'll open doors for you. You just make sure you keep writing. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, that's kind of weird. I was just telling my friend about that. She's like, who, this guy over here? I was like, yeah. She calls him over here. Young man, come over here. And she's like, he needs to keep writing. You need to make sure he keeps writing. God will open up the doors for you guys. Keep writing, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, she looks at her arm. She's like, I'm getting goosebumps. The Holy Spirit's moving. She says a few more things. You know, God bless. Says her goodbye. She starts walking away. I'm kind of in shock. So I'm just like, uh. And she gets halfway down the block. I'm like, what's your name? She's like, Kathy. But uh, yeah, so after that, come to find out, my friend Zach, who was put in charge to make sure we keep riding, he has his own recording studio in his house, which I did not realize. I knew he was interning at a, mm-hmm. a studio. No, he had set up his own studio. But after that, just started writing like crazy. I mean, I would there would be days I'd write two, three songs in a day. And we started recording. We've probably recorded over 20 songs since then. That is awesome. You're like the second person I talked to who said that out of the blue, they just started rapping. Because it's another lady I talked to, and she said that um, she wasn't rapping. She had listened to it as a kid, but she wasn't really, like, rapping or actively listening to rap. And then one day out of the blue, she just started to do it. And, of course, I was blown away. I was like, how do you just start to do that? But it's amazing to hear you say that happened to you as well. So after you start rapping, did you start performing? Started recording some songs. um, And my friend that I worked with, Brandon, he... uh, he just had gotten this new uh, little video camera, real good camera. You know, you could sync it to where it would follow you no matter where you move, you know. Um, and he wanted to check it out. I was like, you know what? We should do a music video to one of my songs. You know, I, I think I had three songs at that point. He's like, yeah, let's do a music video. So we came up here. It probably took us a good month. We'd come up here and shoot uh, at my work, actually. Uh, I work at a Sky Rise hotel. And uh, so we shot up on the roof, which was some good footage up there, <laughs> 33 stories up. Um St. Patrick's Cathedral behind there. We started shooting there in uh, the water gardens, beautiful setting next to our hotel. Um, so we shot a video um, and I put it online. Um, I put it in one, uh, some music group. I don't remember. I'm in a bunch of music groups. You know, it's just trying to spread your music, spread, spread the word. And uh, a DJ from the UK saw the video and he reached out to me and contacted me. He's like, hey, you know, I, I saw your video. I really like your music. Uh, is there, do you think, uh, you mind if I, you know, play your music on my station and promote you. I was like, yeah. At first I was kind of skeptical. I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. And then I started, you know, doing the search thing, like seeing if this guy was legit. And, uh, you know, after I found out he was legit, I was like, oh yes, it sounds wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, he started, he played my music, uh, um, had me do different things, you know, different assignments, you know, introducing myself, uh, bios and things like that, videos. And uh, yeah, really got out there. Um, then my old pastor from the church, the one that, you know, invited me to volleyball, the one that brought me back to God. Uh, I still call him pastor. He's, he's just pastor to me. Um, he uh, got in touch with me. He's like, man, we got to get you out here in East Texas to perform. And I was like, anytime, bad, let's do it. And so uh, set up the day, went out there, um, gave my testimony, did three songs. And uh, it was amazing. Um, it's, you know, it's, and it's the rap, the rap is just such a, a different, uh, outreach, you know, than other music, uh, you know, cause it's, you know, it's reaching the young. And, uh, so, you know, he has, he has altar call at the end, you know, he's like, anybody want prayer or anything, blah, 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 you know, come up, you know, we'll pray for you. 
and you know no one comes up and uh but afterward i probably had you know 10 12 people come up and ask for prayer and tell me their stories and things like that you know something you know you're not necessarily feel comfortable to talk to your pastor talking you walk up in front of church and you know all these people looking at you but uh you know something that they related to the songs that i did and the story that i gave and so i was able to pray with a lot of people hear their stories you know it was it was fantastic and yeah after that uh did another show uh i don't know probably about an hour down the road um a uh, pastor had uh, got together with a bunch of other churches in their city probably six or seven churches and they put on the resur- resurrection rally day before easter and uh they didn't expect they expected about a little over 200 to show up and over 600 showed up and two people got saved got baptized the next day it was fantastic that is awesome i know this is probably shocking because from what you say you never expected to be doing anything like this so now that you're doing this do you feel that this is god leading you in a direction where he wants you to go oh yeah fan yes definitely yeah, I can, and I continue to pray. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm having so much fun, but I always continue to pray. You know, if, if, if this is the last day I'm supposed to rap and you have something else for me, then by all means, you know, I'm just here to follow. I mean, I love it. I hope he, I hope he continues to have me rap because uh, it's, it's moving fast. It's going and it's awesome. And I'm changing lives and meeting people. And, and I really think there's, you know, bigger, bigger things in store, especially with the ministry and uh, doors opening and, but uh, yeah, if, if there's something else for me, then whatever he has, whatever he has. You're rapping now. You're following God. This is what he wanted you to do. So now with that relationship, how does it come full circle? Like sometimes when you think about your life, and when you look over things, do you see how things have come full circle? Or do you see like, oh, God was with me here. I just never noticed it. Or, oh, he was preparing me for this, but I didn't realize it. Do you see those instances that have like those little flashbacks? your mind isn't goosebumps that you say that yeah it's it's all over the place now um things that you didn't realize he was preparing you for people that you met and you're like what i know i'm personal friends with probably over 10 pastors and these are from people that i met you know recently within the last years but a lot of people i grew up with i mean people i grew up with not not going out there and preaching the word that's for sure that's not what we were doing <laughs> and they happen to yeah i'm now the pastor at my own church and blah blah, blah. like really oh. And, uh, yeah, different things that, that, uh, you know, areas of my life where I was learning something and, and I was like, oh, I'll never use this. I don't know why I even learned that. I wasted that. And then I come to find out I'm using it in my ministry. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. But yeah, it's funny that you say that because it, it's happening all over the place. Like, it's weird. Yeah, because I asked that question because I know even with my own life, it's like I see like classes that I took in college or things that I did and it's like I look at myself now and I was like oh I needed that but I just didn't know it and it's just amazing how I actually got to that even with me in college when I first started I took a typing class and I just did it because first is an easy class I wouldn't have to really think I couldn't fail it you know you just sit down and you just type and that was it but I see how just taking that typing class have helped me in so many ways like it helped me when I was working as a rehabilitation counselor, it helped me through college. And it's helping me now while I'm working on my own things, podcasting, you know, my own business and stuff. It helps me because I have to type and I spend so much time doing it, but I didn't realize it. I just took it as an easy class, but I see now how all the things that I learned is like coming full circle and it's helping me to do exactly what I need to be doing. Even our struggles, uh, 
I've, I've noticed some of my struggles that, that were in the past, I, I realized now I had to go through them and they're, they're really blessings that like, uh, like here recently, I just realized not too long ago. And, um, I, whenever I was younger through the only time in my life, I went, I was, went through a depression. Um, I was my teenage years and it was probably, it was probably about a three or four month thing. It was terrible, but, uh, it got triggered from watching this movie outbreak. I don't know if you ever saw the movie outbreak, but, uh, that freaked me out. Like the whole world could die from a virus that freaked me out. And it threw me into a spiral and yeah, I was depressed for a long time. And I remember my dad read a scripture over me one day. I went up there crying and he read a scripture and it, broke me out of the depression, was not depressed, was not fearful anymore. I, don't, I wish I remembered the scripture, but I really feel like now, you know, I just saw it not too long ago with what's going on in the world now, like maybe that was God preparing me because, you know, I'm not fearful at all. You know, I'm praying for people, you know, and there's a lot of people losing people and, you know, I'm able to be there for them and stuff like that without any fear whatsoever of this virus taking out the world. But that was the one thing then that threw me into a spiral and and, and I had to deal with it and get over it and let God get me through it to be able to face it now, I believe. No, I agree with you because I remember watching it when it first came out. And like you, it was like so scary because you're just like, this could happen because back then we didn't think this could happen. Like, who would think this would actually happen? So I remember watching it and it's like nervous and scared. And of course, my thing was like, I just didn't like germs or anything. But now seeing how that movie is crazy because it's so kind of accurate and kind of mirrors what we're dealing with throughout this whole pandemic. And I saw it recently and I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, this is just so close. Like the same things that we're dealing with. <laughs> it was just amazing how it mirrors what we're going through today. And so, yeah, I totally understand. And I guess it's a good thing that back then you were able to deal with it and cope with it because imagine if you had to go through this now, and so imagine having to deal with that and not have any type of peace about it like you were able to get when you were younger. That would be horrible. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine dealing with the world today without the peace that God gives me and has given me. Oh, if there is one thing that you would like to tell somebody who's actively looking for God. One thing, if you're actively looking for God, um, I would say open your Bible for sure. Um, get in the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, whichever one's your favorite. Um, but yeah, just read. I know it's, it sounds like a broken record, you know, people telling you to read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible, but it's different than just listening to a pastor. I mean, you can listen to a pastor all day, but you got to get in that Bible because that's where he's going to speak to you right there. Just personally, you and him. And like I said, it's all about a relationship. Um, it's not about following rules. You know, it was about following rules. Then Jesus wouldn't have came and corrected the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, it's about that relationship. So get in your Bible and pray, 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 pray. Um, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything, just like it says in Scripture. Um, and if you've been burned by churches before, don't give up. You know, there's a church out there for you. There's a church family. Even if it's meeting in a home, even if you have to start a, a, a Bible study and just meet with your friends, five people, that's church right there. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. That's my advice. That is awesome advice. All right. Well, thank you so very much for being here with us. I appreciate having you as a guest. And I cannot wait to hear your music. Oh, I can't wait. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Wow, what an amazing interview. I especially like how Matt talks about how as he looks over his life and he looks through his life story, he's able to see how God was there even in his even at his best moments, his worst moments, whatever he was going through at the time, he was able to see in hindsight how God was there working things out for him. I also like how he talked about 
how the things that he learned, whether it was a task or a skill, how everything he learned is helping him now with what he is doing with his ministry. And I absolutely love that because it made me think of some things. You know, God loved us so much until he prepares us before we even know what we're being prepared for. He sees something in us that we can't even see in ourselves. And because he sees that in us, he knows what we are meant to be, even though we are not there yet, God helps us and he gives us skills and he teaches us and he let us get into situations and be in places where we could learn the skills that we need to be where we need to be, to be the person he called us to be and to be who he made us to be. So I love that and I just find found that to be so true. Even in my life, I see the things that I did and things that I've learned and skills that I acquired are helping me now. So I just love how we was able to talk about how in hindsight he could see how God was working all things for his good. Now the song we're going to listen to today is called Hearts Cry and it is by our artist of the week, Josh Schneider. And I love this song because it talks about how our desire is for God and how no matter what we're going through, God is there and how he sees us and he picks us up and he brings us to him. And I think that it's so encouraging because in life, we're not perfect. We're not going to be perfect. We are going to make mistakes. I make mistakes. And I'm sure you do as well, but just know in the mistakes that you made, even if you're making mistakes right now, know that God sees your heart and he knows your heart and that he is there for you even when you are at your lowest. So here's the song by our Artist of the Week, Josh Snyder, Hearts Cry.
I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind this wandering heart to thee. Because I'm just so prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it, seal it. Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for listening to the podcast and for hanging out with me again this week as we listen to another story of how someone found God. I also would like to encourage you guys to share this episode with a friend. I would like to encourage you to follow us wherever you listen to the podcast and also to leave a review. I would love to hear what you think about the podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts and how much you love the podcast. I also want to let you know that if you want to get in contact with Matt, Josh or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes. And you can also find information on how to listen to Matt's music on YouTube and how to listen to Josh's music on Spotify. Now, if you are interested in being a guest of the podcast, all you have to do is send me an email at the email address in the show notes and let me know that you want to be a guest. And I will definitely get in contact with you and we will definitely schedule something so you can tell your story of how you found God. If you would like to submit your music to the podcast, send me an email at the same address listed below that you go to for being a guest. Go to that same email address and submit your music in the form of an MP3. And let me know that you would like to submit your music to the podcast. And I will definitely listen to it and I will get back in contact with you to see what else we can do to get your music played on the show. All right, well, I think that is all for now. Well, if you guys want to get in contact with me, you know how to do that. Just click join me on social media and send me a message or you can email me. Whatever you decide to do, that's fine with me and I will definitely get in contact with you. I think that is all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day. Enjoy your weekend and I will talk to you again next Friday. I'm